Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. All right, what is up, people of the internet? Welcome back to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Marquez. I'm Andrew. And I'm David. And Adam and Ellis are here, but they may be replaced by AI soon, so just say hi to them at least one more time. We'll have, a, we'll have a story about that. We'll figure out if that's real or not. Hi, Adam. Uh, hi, Adam. Hi, Ellis. Hi, Ellis. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Ellis. Uh, we also have uh, two more wildly overdue tech features. This seems to be a theme. But also uh, the Lucid SUV, a little bit of a quick thoughts on seeing that start to get teased. And then, of course, we have the shoe launch to talk about. Mm-hmm. Sort of just the experience of being on the other side of where I normally am, which yeah. is embargo happens, I publish my review, all the other reviews come out and product managers are starting to freak out because of all the reviews. This time, I am the product manager and all the reviews come out at the same time, or at least all of the people's thoughts on the thing that I made, and it's just a very different feeling. So we'll talk about that. Uh, first though, we have Galaxy S24 rumors. Um, this one is actually interesting because it's, whenever we talk about batteries, mm-hmm. it's always incremental. I've said this a thousand times, but what was a good battery life in a phone uh, 10 years ago? Like, oh, all day would be pretty nice. Now what's a good battery life in a phone in 2023? All day all would be nice. <laughs> yeah. So, But the phones do so much more that it's like, I think we forget or we don't really appreciate how much better batteries have gotten where now we have literally 5,000 milliamp hour batteries in pocket-sized yeah. phones and that was unheard of a long time ago. Uh, so this new rumor is Galaxy S24 may use stacked a new stacked battery technology that's borrowed from EVs. Um, which may give us maybe a 10% improvement in battery mm-hmm. density, which again is just incremental. 10% is 10%. But again, going from 5,500 to 6,000 milliamp hours is more battery for us. So I'll take it. So it's that's kind of cool to see. It's at the point where like batteries are big enough that a 10% on number wise, like going from 5,000 to 5,500 is like legitimately something. That's pretty decent. Yeah. Like, like tech nerds online will be like, 5,500 is way better than, like, that's a good number jump. Yeah. Yeah. Like, smartwatches often have, like, a 170 milliamp hour battery. (laughs) Yeah, so, So. like, 10% of that's going to feel, like, look like nothing. But, like, yeah, we're at the point now where 10%. It's a solid chunk. And then bat- phone screens and processors are getting more efficient. So you add 10% more battery. Yeah, all of that with more efficient components. And maybe you'll get all day plus a half day that is kind of nice some phones are capable of yeah, that yeah. it's kind of just like we smart phones are so capable that i much more appreciate the efficiency gains than mm-hmm. the peak power gains because mm-hmm. like a, a phone can do everything that i want it to and in those crazy extreme scenarios of like maxing out frame rate in certain games people love the benchmarks and like oh let me see three more five more fps cool but i want to see like snapdragon 8 gen 2 having better standby time being able to throttle down faster when it knows it can LTPO display is going all the way down to one hertz. Like I wanna, I want my phone to last, yeah. even though it's super powerful. So yeah, give me more battery. That sounds great. Yeah, and just clarify, this is different than like the OnePlus two separate batteries that are like 
just to increase charging. This is actually the way the battery cells are stacked inside of the battery. So you're getting 10% more battery out of the same size. I do wonder though, do we think that necessarily means going the 10% more or leaving more room for components or smaller sizes of phones, right. bigger batteries and bigger phones with smaller batteries? Well, it's supposed to potentially come out in the S24 Ultra first, which I doubt they will make smaller. Did it? Si- more battery. It said that, right? Or a bigger camera module. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's true. <laughs> true. Who doesn't need five more macro cameras? On I mean, the S twenty four Ultra. I could see them going with a one type sensor finally. Yeah. So if that's the case, then they are going to need more room for that anyway. Yeah, I for some reason, as much as I would like the ten percent more battery capacity, I feel like we're just going to get same battery capacity something else in it and yeah that's like often that. what they do when they come up with that's these new improvements they're like more cooling. we're not making it better but <laughs> yeah but we, we use that extra room to put in a better haptic motor and more cooling and yeah. uh, a little bit extra something something else yeah bigger cameras more decks yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is funny in product decisions so now i'm thinking like a product manager because we just did this whole uh this whole shoe thing every product is just a a, a culmination of trade-offs basically so you can decide to just use that improved technology to have more battery in your phone but also batteries are these really complex things that require insulation and cooling and you also have to think about charging speed and if they charge faster then they take up more space because of the cooling required to charge faster and so do you use that improved density to have the same size battery but that charges faster and takes up a little more space Mm. or if you're samsung you're like 45 watts is okay we don't really feel like chasing the 100 200 watts of xiaomi or whatever we'll keep it 45 watts but we'll use extra density for more capacity instead there's all there's a ton of choices you can make yeah and at the end of the day we'll get the phone and we'll review the choices they made but yeah i think I'll take 10% more battery. I just want capacity. I just want phones to last longer. I agree with you. Like you said, like our phones still do so many things. They're already fast enough. They're already doing all this stuff. Just like make it last longer. I mean, and take this technology and then also like we've talked about being okay with phones being a little thicker to... Mm-hmm. Go up to the camera bump, please. So exactly. now, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Add, add that extra battery plus being able to jam more battery into it. Yeah, like, we could be looking at six, seven thousand milliamp hour batteries, like the uh, the Xiaomi thirteen Ultra. I was bring up that design. Yeah, if can you have it with you? I don't. Should I grab it? Grab it. Okay, yeah, I'll be right. Back. I have not seen it yet. Yeah, let me show you. One eternity later. No. Whoa. Whoa! I got it. Ellis <laughs> <laughs> thought you actually <laughs> fell. <laughs> Here's the phone. Uh, okay, the yeah. Xiaomi thirteen Ultra has this shape you're going to talk about it it's kind of like two levels of uh thickness exactly so for the audio listeners it's not just like a flat back on the back you know how the galaxy s21 had that sort of like smooth granular lift to get up to the camera bump yeah this does sort of the same thing but then there's also the camera bump it's huge but the reason is because it has a 1.0 type sensor so they need to have a bigger image circle to project onto the sensor and so you've got this like lip that's on top of the actual back of the it's phone. It's the entire top half of the phone. I, yeah. So yeah. why? So my thing is like, if you're going to do stacked batteries, yeah. then you don't even have to do this lip. You can just make it just make slightly the whole thicker. Oh, thicker. Yeah. Which I mean, I think it it's cool mm-hmm. how it looks, but if they're just like they can make the phone thicker, people are not. going to It is it. interesting. Like I do think they could just keep that the whole way out. My guess is they're 
their reasoning for this is underneath that lip, it's thinner, which is mostly where your fingers are, so it still feels like a thinner phone. Although that still looks like a it, thick phone. Like, it's it not is a thick. So here's a, here's a yeah, sort yeah. of a thought. Like remember when we had that era of like phones getting thinner and thinner and thinner. Yeah. And that Moto Z came out. Oh and my it was gosh. Like, it was like four. Oh it was some God. ridiculously yeah. thin phone. And there was a little bit of magic to them going on stage and being like, "Look at how razor thin this gadget is." We're clearly trending towards like these impossibly thin devices. And there's a little bit of magic to like how impressive that was. But like, what's the use? But there is that? no use. Yeah. It's just aesthetic. <laughs> exactly. And I think that we kind of realized that there is a point of diminishing Returns. interest in yeah. how thin a phone can be. Yeah. And we got to it. It's like, if it fits in my hand and it's not weirdly weighted and top heavy, it's thin enough. Yeah. I'm not like going around waving around my phone like, look how thin it is. So it's fine. I do feel like the Asus ROG phones are a little thick for Those most are, people. Yeah. But they do have 6,000 milliamp hour batteries. Mm. And I mean... It, they probably only feel thick because regular phones are thinner. So if yeah, we start sure. getting people more used to slightly thicker and thicker phones, like if Apple ever actually released that iPhone for, uh, 15 Ultra, which is not going to happen. <laughs> but if they did and they made it thicker because it had better battery and more rugged and whatever, I feel like people would start to adapt to phones being thicker in general. I mean, I even think some of the last couple generations of iPhones feel a bit thicker just because of the squared off edges. Mm -hmm. So like people are clearly okay with that. Like, Imagine now Apple goes back to having curved edges, but they're the same radius of the squared off edges now, but then the back is just a little bigger and it right. has a bigger battery. It yeah, would feel exactly the same. for it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You're literally going to have to do that if you keep making bigger sensors anyway. It's, it's going yeah. to be a thing where you're going to have to either have a bump or you could just add more battery capacity. So at this yeah. point, just add the battery capacity. This phone has, this 13 Ultra has a 5,000 milliamp hour battery. It's wow. great. It's a really good phone and a really good display and really good cameras and all that. It's all fits in the phone, but if yeah, they you, stacked it. You, you could, could be six thousand. They could have probably fit like fifty five hundred. The more plus. you look at it, the more interesting it is. There's so many extra lines going on here. Yeah, like even all the way down to the non stacked edge, the, yeah. the thinner part. It's still we'll get some oh, like, B roll in there for those yeah. of you who are like, it's what a, are you talking about? Yeah, audio listeners, it's a pretty aesthetically good looking phone i like it a lot it's yeah. very different it is literally top heavy when you hold it. the 12 ultra was also really pretty so i'm glad that they kept up with that the, the 12 ultra <laughs> was a unique looking phone <laughs> I, I wouldn't like say it. pretty it was pretty brutalist wasn't it uh, am i picturing the same phone i think Xiaomi you're thinking 12 of a different phone s ultra holy moly this gets too much light <laughs> oh the 12 s ultra i'm thinking of the 11 ultra. yeah you're thinking of the 11 ultra that one was yeah ugly. the 11 ultra was the square yeah the like on the back of the phone. Yeah. That one, that was a I situation. wouldn't call that pretty. Okay, the 12 Ultra, yeah, it's better looking. I like how 3.2X is the second lens. Yeah. It's not just 3X, it's 3.2. Yeah. Very specific. Yeah, okay, we're like a little that. off track. But uh, wow, this gets so much light that it's actually overexposed. That does not happen very often on phones. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, we're in a very well-lit podcast studio. So. Yeah. Perfectly I'm going to steal this after yeah, we review it, just so you know. Okay. So be careful. <laughs> Fair. Fair. <laughs> All right. So... Yeah, I'm hoping S24 Ultra gets a battery bump. The stack battery tech seems like pretty cool. Also, the fact that it comes from EVs, like EVs, the number one thing we're trying to do with those is get more better capacity. range, more capacity. That's where the development and the front lines of like battery chemistry yeah. is happening a lot. So we love to see it. Yeah, this we is used in the uh, Audi e-tron Q8. Is it I out? think it's out. Starting at 74K. Oh, I've seen that. So that has a 285 mile range, so. That's not great. <laughs> it's not go, great. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're good at converting battery could, to range. I yeah, could but rant for a long time. It does have a 114 kilowatt hour battery, though, yeah. which I think is 
I'm not good at battery yeah, hours on EVs. Like, that's a fairly large battery. That's fairly large. There's like three main factors when it comes to like determining how good your range will be. One is literally how big of a battery cell can you fit in? Like how much density can you fit? Which the answer is 114 for this one. Mm -hmm. Two is how well can you convert that energy to driving power? You know, mm -hmm. drivetrain efficiency. Electric drivetrains are pretty efficient, but it's still variable. And three is uh, how aerodynamically efficient and just space efficient can your car be? So if you build a new EV from the ground up, you can generally fit a larger battery and, and go further on a charge. Where if you just put a battery into a car that's built to be a gas car, you yeah. won't be able to fit as much battery in there. Yeah. So all these things combine. I'm sure Audi's somewhere in the middle on that spectrum, but yeah, we see a, we see a lot of that. I'll, I will, I'll save that rant for another day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we, we also have uh, a little bit of AI podcast editing yeah, to talk about. Did, I think I showed, you guys both saw me post this on Slack yeah. the other day, right? The yeah. AI podcast editing tool. I was probably in Iceland. It was last night. I was probably asleep. It was probably your birthday. Wow. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Everyone wish David a happy birthday. I'm basically dust now. That makes me feel terrible. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, but, uh, so it's like, I'll explain it to David and the listeners. Um, because Adam and Ellis definitely both saw this. Are a little, are sweating <laughs> we are over very there. aware. Um, <laughs> there's this new tool called Autopod, which is an Adobe Premiere plugin, and it can essentially... That name is threatening. <laughs> it's pretty. It's very threatening, and it's very accurate, because you can yeah. take your Adobe timeline, sync each separate camera for like a podcast with audio, and once it's synced, you take open up the plugin, label each voice, and then it'll essentially go through the entire timeline and cut to whichever camera is currently talking. I'm honestly surprised that wasn't already a thing. Because that doesn't seem like that's that It strikes me as something AI that feature. could get built into Premiere tomorrow yeah. if they started working on it. Yeah. And so it can change the camera cuts. And then not only do that, if it senses more than one person talking and you have a wide angle, it'll switch, it'll to, switch the to the wide that's and cool. just auto cut the whole thing. So even if it's not perfect, like... L losing that and just getting to run it all, watch it, make yeah. small adjustments here and there. Yeah. That seems pretty wild. We should definitely try, should try it. it. I yeah. do wonder if it actually saves time based on Adobe exporting <laughs> times afterwards. Um, are you actually getting any faster because you're waiting 10 times longer for an Adobe export? But yeah. I mean, if it makes Adam do his, like, be able to do his job that much faster, yeah. then we can just make more stuff. It'll we, be way faster because I'll be unemployed. So <laughs> <laughs> We make all these jokes, but that's obviously not going to Yeah, happen. Adam, it's called Ellison. Fun Employed. Adam, way, way too much. We already did like, a, a human skill versus AI thing, remember? Which Yes, we had Tim. Tim go up against Dolly. Dolly. And that was early Dolly. And early Dolly. Early. Yeah. Speaking and of, we we are going to be doing something like that soon with a different AI plugin. Ellis is currently working on a video right now, right? Ooh. Yeah. Should we spoil that? Or just don't tease, spoil too just much. Tease, tease it. Tease the concept. Here, here's what I'll say is the initial draft of the video was going to be Ellis versus AI as far as like audio restoration and cleanup and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I got started writing it. I started playing with the tools and uh, I've, I've already uh, lost. Um, we've, we've put <laughs> out three videos now that I did with AI and, and no one even said anything or noticed. So, uh, hmm. so I don't know if the competition, we're still doing the video. The video is like yeah, chugging yeah, yeah. along. The script's almost done. Yeah. Um, but it's not going to be the, as, 
I'm not going to go head to head like Tim did. Because, it's really uh, interesting. <laughs> it's it's also because the how perceivable the result is is very different based on the medium. Yeah, like Tim is creating an entire new image from scratch, and it's very visual, and you get to look at this thing that Dolly made and that Tim made. Where if we're just tweaking or editing the way something sounds, to a lot of people that's more subtle, and so it could pass more yeah. easily. And I and I could probably point out and be like. Oh, did you hear that? See that? That's the AI. But I think, I mean, it's it's proven, you know, we get tens of thousands of comments on every video mm-hmm. and uh, and no one was like, this sounds different. Yeah. I mean, that, that yeah. is a good so, test. I think that's kind of what we did. Mariah probably edited like three main channel videos before, because we don't announce new hires yeah. for three months. I think she had three full videos on the channel and not a single person noticed an editing difference. Yeah. And that is like the perfect test to be like, Wow, this worked really well. I do want to say, Adobe, if you're listening, I'm looking dead into the camera. If <laughs> you're listening, give me access to Adobe Podcast. I've signed up for the wait list on every email I have. <laughs> I'm out of emails. Just just give me it. Just make more emails. We need to try it. Uh, we definitely need to try it. Yeah, I'm trying to make this video. Dog. Dog. Well, between Autopod and this audio editing stuff, if you are a, a white male in your 30s and you're sad that you don't have a podcast like all your friends do, don't worry, man. It's going to get real easy real soon. I just saw a really great tweet. I want to find it because it's we keep talking about how like AI tools are like borderline replacing humans. And then here's this video uh, that I believe was created entirely from AI. It's a pizza commercial. Oh, no. And it's, <laughs> it's written by AI, voiced by AI and video by AI. Is the text by AI? Everything. The In- text, the whole oh, video really? is by AI. Mm. As far as I can tell, it feels that way anyway. Okay. <laughs> and the caption is, AI is now indistinguishable from reality. It's hard to believe, but this ad was AI generated. It's not real. The future is here. I'm going to play it for you guys. Right. Oh, God. It oh, already looks God. like the Will Smith eating spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's eyes are just dead. Are you ready for best pizza of life? <laughs> Bring friends down to Pepperoni Hug Spot. <laughs> Our chefs make pizza with heart and special touch. That guy's arm was on Cheese, fire. Pepperoni, vegetable. And more secret things. <laughs> Need delivery? Pizzas come fast. Knock knock. Who's there? Pizza magic. <laughs> Eat pepperoni hot spot pizza. Your tummy say thank you. Your mouth say. Mm. It's a Pizza spot. Hut building. It's like family. Yep. It's the Pizza Hut cheese. font. It's like family, but <laughs> with more <laughs> cheese. I do like that as a tagline. It's. I like, are, you, are you ready for Bet's Pizza of Life? <laughs> it's pretty. Hilarious. Was it? Wait, what was the name of it? Pepperoni Hug Spot. Yes, yeah. that's a band name right there. That's <laughs> that's a jam band in Brooklyn. Pepperoni sure. Hug Spot. We'll put, this, totally one, we'll put this one in the show notes. But the idea is, yeah, the AI tools aren't like full on replacing people at what people do, but as far as helping people do what people do, they're really good. Yeah. Ultimately, we make the joke about like taking over Adam and Ellis's job, but it ultimately just makes it way easier. And then there's more stuff we can do with the free time. Yeah, I could just yeah. tell jokes. Like, what did one dinner plate say to the other dinner plate? What? What? Dinner is on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Can I ask you guys an AI question? I'm just out of curiosity. So I've been do using chat GPT for a lot of researchy, assistant-y sort of business. Uh-huh. I've been running into this problem lately where... I ask it a question and it responds very confidently. Yep. Like, yep, Welcome. that's the answer. And then I say, hey, can you send me your sources for that? Mm, nope. Well, it'll send me links and they're all broken. 
Oh, like all of them. All so the they generated links. I yeah. I'm I and yeah. It's not oh. like I can never even find the correct link. Like it's almost like it's making up URLs. That's it possible. Probably is Wait, yeah. what you, like you click the link and it goes. I to... get four hundred four on the Verge's oh, okay. website, and then yeah. if you put the keywords in the URL in the, ver- in the Verge's search box, nothing comes yes. up. There's nothing on Wayback. Are you using ChatGPT? Indeed. I yeah. If you were using Bing, it would cite sources. ChatGPT does not have the ability okay. to cite sources. Because when I use I guess I should use Bing then. Because when I tried it with Bard, Bard was just like, I'm not giving you sources. It yeah. was just like, no. Piss Bard, off. Like, <laughs> a, I've only gotten Bard to give me a source once. Yeah, very uh, few times has Bard given me. And that's damn, when it okay. chooses to give me a source. I thought their source. whole yes. thing was to post sources. Uh, Bing, I think Bing, Bing, Bing and is. Bard were supposed Bing to. Bing is. Bard Every is. single time you do a Bing search, it gives yeah. you three plus sources. Wait, Bard does not have that? N- it, no. no. It always <laughs> offers to what? Google search whatever your query was and rate positively or negatively the response you got but it very rarely actually decides yeah. to sometimes give you a source yeah, or two randomly i've gotten it once well uh, guys i'm uh i'm downloading microsoft edge it's happening <laughs> I yeah know. that happened to me too yeah. i i honestly you should you need to <laughs> be sounds like you got a disease. <laughs> yeah it happened to me too. <laughs> it could happen to you <laughs> yeah you should be really careful for what you like for information and fact-based things don't trust no i know i was hoping it would it would just sort of like point me in the right direction yeah you know and like scrape the internet for like the one use bing use bing well do i need to have edge yeah right now yeah for the chat feature yeah 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 it happened to me too (laughs) (laughs) it'll happen to you (laughs) do you know where your kids are (laughs) (laughs) they're on microsoft edge (laughs) god (laughs) jimmy (laughs) that's too many toolbars (laughs) okay speaking of things that happened way too late uh this is kind of a theme no this is remember last week we had what would you you phrase it as it was it was the most overdue tech feature yes ever and it was print screen being the snippet tool yes turning into the snippet tool i love that you printed out your mom's text i didn't mariah printed it out for me it was so funny (laughs) this year Uh, this week we have an even more overdue tech feature i think so two of them actually two two that are legitimately a decade after they should have happened. Yeah. I'm not exaggerating. When I say a decade, I mean yeah. actually 10 years after they should have happened. Yeah. The first one. At least. The first one. Google Authenticator adding sync. Now, just for those of you who don't know, who are unaware of how bad, good but bad Google Authenticator is, lots of waves of please use an Authenticator app have happened over the internet's history where you realize, oh, SMS two-factor is... Better than not two-factor, but really easily sort of hackable, socially engineered. You can kind of get through that. Uh, And so we recommend you use an Authenticator app. And for years, I've used Google Authenticator. And the problem with Google Authenticator is you can only sign into your Google Authenticator app with your Google account on one phone at a time. The worst possible thing ever for tech reviewers. Not bad for regular people but if you're a tech reviewer who uses maybe two phones during the course of the year but then you accidentally like stop using one phone and you can't log into your accounts it's a pretty big it's also terrible for regular people because when you upgrade your phone if you forget to de-authenticate it or if you break your phone or if you break your phone or or lose your phone yeah yeah i've heard of a lot of people who like lost their phone or broke their phone and it was just like welp yeah, GG. You, lo- you just lost every account <laughs> that you had <laughs> that was supposed to be authenticated through Google Authenticator. Hi, it yeah. me. That happened. 
Yeah, Adam <laughs> no longer ever has yeah, yeah, access yeah. to Uber ever again. Yeah. So they, I think I genuinely believe that there's like uh, someone who runs some department at Google who just forgot that they had an authenticator app and they just went, oh yeah, we, should, we have an authenticator they, like, app. What they we, sent the feature code in for review and just like forgot to review it and found it yeah. on their like old, the, their old desktop folder on their computer. And like, oh, I was supposed to push this 10 years they, ago. They like open and, up well, an old laptop like, oh yeah, I had a feature thing I was going to work on. And now Google Authenticator has added sync. So you can sign into Google Authenticator from your Google account on more than one yeah. device at the same time. And I just want to know, not just 10 years. Google Authenticator was created September 20th, 2010. So 13 years. That's a long time. You know when Android was made? 2008? Yeah. <laughs> Not 2008, very close. 2009? So, so, so this is legitimately one of the most overdue features ever. I actually switched to Authy because I got so tired of like not having the ability to just open whatever phone and log in. Uh, and so, Google, you're just a little too late, just a little too late huh. to have me keep using it. But you're probably like literally a decade too late for a lot of other As people. As a moron who doesn't like change, I'm still using it. So this weirdly paid off for me. It'll be <laughs> great. It'll be much safer for you. Yeah. You can drop your phone in the toilet and not get logged out of every account you own, yeah. which is great. Uh, so that's the one. Google Authenticator adding sync. Yeah. The other <sighs> is... WhatsApp, <clears throat> renowned crowd favorite WhatsApp, yeah. uh, now supports. Do you use it? I I do use WhatsApp yeah. uh, on one phone because I have some contacts that use WhatsApp. Uh, mm. It now supports multi-device login. I'm going to scoot over so David could have the whole I just camera want you to, for this one. Again, <laughs> picture this. Picture this. If you logged into WhatsApp on one phone, and then you let's say had another phone you couldn't log in to WhatsApp on that phone without booting yourself out of WhatsApp on the other phone. Yeah. One at a time. You you miss. And then also it uh, you have to back up all of your chats. Yeah, or they disappear. Or they disappear. So if you don't back it up to your Google Drive, because it's mm -hmm. not even through your WhatsApp account that it gets backed up, it gets backed up to Google uh -oh. Drive. Then you have to download all of your WhatsApp messages onto your new device. Yeah. And it was single device only, plus like one web browser or something and that didn't work if you were switching ecosystems so if you were going from android right. to ios i think they just it. made it start working <laughs> yeah for recently yeah so recently they've been whatsapp's been adding a lot of features that they should have had a long time ago um but i just got i just gotta say is the most frustrating thing for me in the universe mm -hmm. that WhatsApp has become the de facto messaging app for the planet. Is it just because it's a bad app? It's many things. It's bad. It's many things. It's, it's bad. really bad. Yeah. Number one. <laughs> Wait, can I pause you right there? Yeah. This is going to be the most engaged <laughs> podcast we've... Uh, I know. Dumping on WhatsApp, making fun of Microsoft Edge. I can read all the comments and we're not even at the first. I'm just break like, yet. if you've ever used a, a a separate messaging client like Telegram that is like insanely feature rich, works on as many devices as possible. Syncs well. Syncs well, like has a desktop client and a web client. The, the thing, I mean, specifically for tech reviewers, WhatsApp was extremely terrible because you would switch phones and you would forget to back up your chats yeah. and then you just lose everything. We we actually, a couple of years ago, like a bunch of tech reviewers, we all had this like thing where we told all the PR people, hey, we're not using WhatsApp anymore because we keep losing all our messages. We're on Telegram now. If you want to contact us, go to Telegram. And it actually worked. Nice. So I have a I have like a lot of people on Telegram now. So uh, join Telegram because it's great. Sure. Um, 
show. <laughs> but okay, so number one was that it's bad, right? Yep. Number two, it's owned by Meta. Like, yeah. come on. Small detail. <sighs> It's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, so I use obviously a bunch of different phones during the year, which is not normal, but I have an Android phone in my right pocket and an iPhone in my left pocket. And as we know, iPhone, Android phones, like we go through a lot of them as we review them and we switch our whole life over to them. And it would be incredibly annoying to refresh my entire WhatsApp history every time I review new Android phone. So I keep WhatsApp on my iPhone because at least that phone's in my pocket for a whole year before I test the next iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still every new iPhone just have to go through this whole process and I didn't back it up. I lost my chats every time because I just like get the new phone, set it up and it just sign into everything. (laughs) So I sign into WhatsApp and it's fresh and then the other one goes bye and then it just loses everything. So these are, these are overdue features. I would say on a scale of the most overdue, Google Authenticator. Uh, Google yeah. Authenticator is <laughs> yeah, we can all agree on probably that, right? at the top of the mm-hmm. list. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, probably a toss up between print screen and WhatsApp. <laughs> I feel like print print screen might be longer overdue, but but I just can't Windows Shift S was there the whole time. I'm just a yeah. moron. So maybe the WhatsApp is a more important. <laughs> 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 I think WhatsApp is the more important feature. Of yeah. The, yeah. And it's up to four devices. So that's yes. at least better. Better. I fully understand that it, this is a much bigger problem for like tech reviewers who switch phones a lot. Yes. But still. Um, and it's just a it's a it's a numbers thing. The amount of people that. Have everyone else on WhatsApp have everyone else on WhatsApp, and that's just the thing. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Sometimes. So yeah. anyway, get off WhatsApp. Get your family off WhatsApp. Good luck. <laughs> you're not going to. That's okay. It's gonna take way more effort than you thought, and you're just gonna end up using WhatsApp anyway. I know. Sorry. Yeah. I just use SMS. Just use RCS. <laughs> And that's where we'll take a break. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll do a trivia question. Just use WhatsApp. And we'll we'll be back after that. But let's do some trivia. Oh. Back in person for some trivia. Mm. You missed the lights, didn't you? I did. Okay. All right. To make myself even more irrelevant, uh, ChatGPT wrote this question. <laughs> Wait, nice. that means the answer's not... No, I fact-checked it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, wow. Let me rephrase that. ChatGPT wrote this question, and then I rewrote it to make it, you know, in my fun game show personality. That's mm. the synergy we need with AI. Thank you. <laughs> um, in 1994, IBM combined the PDA and the mobile phone into one device, creating what is widely considered to be the first smartphone. On top of having a 4.7-inch touchscreen, it also had email, fax, and pager capabilities. Facts. What was the name of this device? Facts. That facts. threw me off. 1994 Wait. is crazy, but facts. No, 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 94. 94, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you said 84. 94 <laughs> is a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. All right, and with that, we're going to break. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Support for Waveform comes from Coda. So it can be tough to stay organized when your team is spread across time zones. With Coda, you can help keep your whole team on the same page 
with an all-in-one collaborative workspace that brings together the best of documents, spreadsheets, and apps into one platform. That means less time ping-ponging between different tabs and tools and more time on your projects. So with Coda's extensive planning capabilities, you can stay aligned when managing planning cycles and while measuring objectives and key results. Plus, you can access hundreds of templates and get inspired by others in Coda's gallery. So over 50,000 teams across the world collaborate with Coda, from the New York Times to Square, uh, from Toast to TED and Uber. So if you want a platform that enables and empowers your team to collaborate effectively and focus on shared goals, you can get started with Coda today for free. You can head over to coda.io slash wave. So that's coda, C-O-D-A dot I-O slash wave to get started for free. Coda.io forward slash wave. All right, we're back. Let's talk about a an EV. Well, it's a, it's a bit of a tease of an EV. It's the Lucid Gravity SUV. We were just talking to Andrew about the stealth wrap that they put on these things when they're like teasing it, but they don't want to show you what it looks like mm-hmm. yet. So they wrap it in like a stealth wrap. And the idea is to mask some of the lines and the new things. So when we saw the the new Tesla facelift, for example, they'd actually wrap up the front and the mm-hmm. back so you don't see what's new, but you know they're testing something new. This one is just like they're rolling it around with testing. It literally says like follow us Lucid Motors <laughs> yeah. on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of know that they're working on an SUV. Yeah, so we knew they were working on an SUV and Lucid came out and said you might start seeing some of their testing because they're on public roads testing it now. Sure. Um, and these are some spy shots whatever you want to call them someone caught it on a road it looks like a very rural road somewhere did like a whole teaser is maybe this is that then um it it looks very spy shotty though because they're not great photos and they're kind of tilted but um but yeah the wrap on it is really not hiding any lines and has a big follow us at lucid motors with like a facebook page and a twitter page but uh i first thoughts on this i think it looks really good I from think these it, photos. Yeah, it, it really looks like a taller Lucid Air. I mean, the yeah. Air had an aesthetic already, which was very squat, and now it looks tall, and it looks more natural to be taller like an SUV. Yeah, and I think if you haven't seen this photo yet, but you know what the Lucid Air looks like, that's a great way to describe it. But once I saw this, I more want to say that the Lucid Air looks like a squished version of the Lucid Gravity, because I think the Lucid <laughs> Gravity looks way better. Mm. Like, I think Lucid's design style fits better in this taller... SUV form factor than the yeah. smaller. I. What do you guys think? Like, we've talked about the Lucid Air. I love it. Hayato says it's the worst designed car like in the world. He absolutely hates wow. it. I think it looks good. I dig it. I think Hayato's wrong. It's different for sure. The Air. We can make fun of him when he's not in the room <laughs> with us. <laughs> the Air is. Uh, I. It, it can it's grow different. on you. It definitely mm-hmm. doesn't look like other EVs. I don't love the two tone and some of their colorways are pretty Buick. You know, like beige. Mm-hmm old school i think of the like sebring because with the like soft top convertible yeah i think they're trying to be more like maybach two-tone yes. and like iconic in their own way but ev so you know they've, it's unique obviously I, I agree i think this this taller version looks better as an suv i just know it's going to be expensive because mm-hmm. it's a lucid and this is what they do so like the if you just take the equivalent tesla model s every lucid air that matches is like 30 percent more expensive so actually even more right now a plaid is 105 grand and a gt performance is 180 grand oh my and the God. sapphire that's not even out yet is 250 grand so oh, yeah, if is. you're going to compare this to a model like x which is like 10 15k more than the model s you're thinking this is 190 it's a base maybe 
I mean, Ooh. if it's if it if they're smart, it won't be 190, but it probably will be easy in the six figures for the base yeah. version of this thing. Uh, Crazy, but it will probably be really, really firm. It will probably be really well made. It will probably be really fast, and will probably have lots of storage because Lucid did that really well with the with the cars. Yeah, mm -hmm. true. Yeah, I mean, I think this is gonna. I think it looks great from this. Uh, the one thing that worries me. Since there is a wrap around it, how glossy like the quote unquote grill might be. It does look like there's a little lip in there. So maybe the whole front trunk pops up. Do you know how like the Ford F-150 versus the Rivian front trunk yeah. is like a way, th way deeper. It's deeper. It's not just that it's deeper. It's that the front access to it, like the Rivian, you have to go up and over a lip. It's like where, a tub. Yeah, yeah, versus, yeah exactly. Like a, like a, a big shelf. tub you look down in and then the F-150, the, the hood goes between the lights. So when it picks up. There's like a slot oh, yeah. into it. Like a shelf. This looks like that might kind of be like that between the lights. Maybe that's where the, the trunk picks up. But there's also another line, so maybe just not at the all. The headlights look pretty good on this, I too. I think the headlights look so good, man. Mm -hmm. yeah. that, it looks way better in this than like smushed down in the, yeah. the sedan style. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think the, the reason they're making this is pretty obvious. These sell sure. more. Like the there's a famous Lamborghini story where like they're they're selling a couple hundred cars a year and then they come out with the Urus, which is an SUV, and then America goes, Oh, finally I can buy a Lamborghini and not be lacking back seats. And that thing basically kept their business afloat. Like the Urus is the most common thing they sell. If you look at Porsche sales numbers, I'm sure the Cayenne and the Macan are probably half their sales. That's mm -hmm. like how they make their money in the mm -hmm. US. So Lucid, notoriously struggling to make money, selling very, very expensive cars. If they want to make some more money and stay afloat, they should at least offer an SUV and America can decide if they want to buy this one too or not. I mean, yeah, yeah. Americans love giant cars. Yeah. If you can't absolutely destroy something walking through a crosswalk, <laughs> we don't really want it. So, like, Lucid's yeah. on the right track. I was just going to say, when I was in Iceland last week, I saw one total F-150. <laughs> yeah. Like, and when I was in Texas, I saw one every minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of Jeeps there, and there's, like, a lot of off-road vehicles, but F-150s are, like, very American. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. So, they're, they're, yeah, a lot of, like, off-road-ish vehicles and yeah. then a lot of really tiny cars like Citroens. Well, yeah, and Iceland, like, a lot of people doing it, there's all those different travel agencies where you rent, like, some sort of semi-off-roading thing to yeah. drive around, right, yeah. and go into all the different... <laughs> I rented a beautiful. Jeep and got it stuck in the mud. Nice. So. That's pretty classic, though. That's yeah. what you got to do with yeah, a Jeep. exactly. Did you guys see the Lucid, like, CarPlay video that I tweeted? Yeah. So, there's this video, if you haven't seen it, uh, of... We, we mentioned this in a previous episode, but Lucid finally caved and added wireless CarPlay to the Lucid Air. And if you do enable it, it's this—it's like this little square cutout on the second screen, and it, it's just boom. You got CarPlay on this little window on and the, the screen. And the reason that's weird is because the second screen in the Lucid is like a flat 90 like degree on one side, and, and then the other slopes. side curves down, almost like a yeah. like dolphin fin yeah. on its side, yeah. So for the longest time, Lucid did not offer Android Auto or CarPlay. It's their own software. They tried mm -hmm. to do everything, navigation, car features, charging, all that stuff. And you know, people keep asking for CarPlay, so they finally caved and did it. Uh, partially probably because they're a little desperate. Well, because 80% of people wouldn't buy a car without car. Clearly, yes. This is the, everyone knows. 80%. This is a fact of, of life. 80%. Uh, and you look at this video and there is a reason why, but it is unbelievably ugly. It's so slow, first of all, because turns out there's a bug with CarPlay where if you're recording video with your iPhone and that iPhone is also casting for wireless CarPlay, it will perform terribly. 
so as he goes through the menu, it's just like stuttering and oh. slow because he's recording on the iPhone that's using CarPlay. But even just that's looking at fair. it. That's not fair. I didn't yeah, realize that. That's a problem with like CarPlay, but that's just also like, it's it's just bad. <laughs> I guess that scenario <laughs> should never really be happening though. Recording video on the phone that's sending CarPlay. Uh, you should be able to do that. I think. Is that a hot take? Hand your hand your iPhone to your passenger. He okay, I'm glad video. you I'm glad you said that part. But he should uh, be able to take a video. Okay. I feel like it's or a picture. You're driving past something like Niagara Falls. You're like, oh my man, like take a picture. Uh, we're gonna set the next navigation point real quick, but take a video of Niagara Falls as we pass by. And suddenly your car play is like crawling to a halt. <laughs> oh, that just happens. That's just the way it is. I yeah. think it should be hot take. The iPhone's powerful <laughs> enough to hot, fix that. Hot yeah. take. I should be able to film other people while I'm driving. <laughs> yeah, your phone should be whatever. That, <laughs> no, that, just kidding. But the idea. I'm just looking at this video. I'm just like the the way they cut this window into that like arced display. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's such a it looks like an afterthought. For sure. And yeah. it just reminded me again why I don't think car companies are very good at making software. Yeah. Even if they are a, a California startup, they're still not great at it. Yeah. I feel like there's got to be some way to just be like, here's the square, but like match the background. Because in that video or a different, vi- no, no, I think it was that video. He was like, well, if you set the background of everything to black, yeah. it looks less it bad, looks less but terrible. you can still totally tell. The problem is, is, since the bottom left corner is a perfect right angle, it fits perfectly there. But then the top starts curving, so you can see the curve go over with the background that's not CarPlay, connect to the corner of the square that is CarPlay, and then pixels. continue to go over into another triangle. Well, you know what's interesting screen. to me? You remember last year at WWDC when Apple did their biggest vaporware thing they've done in a long time? And <laughs> they were huge. like, CarPlay is now going to be in every car mm-hmm. and we're going to make it a platform that you can build on top of. And Whatever then literally that? nothing. And that zero. In that demo, it, it was, was like, like it was taking over like seven different totally random screens on the car and yeah. like flowing perfectly. It had yeah. like your calendar up on over in the passenger seat. And yeah. It had a call oh. and it had the map and your and that was a year ago because yeah. WWC is about to happen again and we have seen not one single thing. Yeah, no cars have done. And that was like a that was like twenty to thirty minutes of the presentation. I was fascinated by that, and you know what that just reminded me of the this this one up Lucid, the worst ever CarPlay implementation I've ever seen. And that is the Ferrari 296 GTB. If you do CarPlay in the Ferrari, <laughs> the Ferrari only has one screen, which is your tachometer, your <laughs> speed, and everything. And if you do CarPlay on oh, the Ferrari, oh, no. <laughs> your tack disappears. And you just have CarPlay Man. in the middle. It's just oh, like no. big icons, and your speedometer is gone. <laughs> Him. Which you know, in a Ferrari, that's it doesn't dangerous. matter. Right? It's dangerous in a Ferrari to not have a speedometer. You know, you it doesn't can, matter how fast you're going if you're driving a Ferrari. You're you gonna get pulled very, over anyway. Very quickly lose track. It's of really that gonna take that out of my list of next cars to buy. Yeah, that's so crazy. If you were thinking about getting that car, just yeah. know that CarPlay disappears your tech. But, Holy hell! But yeah, I, and then also in in that Apple thing, what they saying like. Your speedo will be in CarPlay. Your tack will be in car. Like yeah, but now yeah. it's just like. Yeah, it would have been in that car. It would have been really interesting yeah. if you could fully take over the display and show me the range, show me the speed, show me the things that the tack was going to show me. Yeah, and CarPlay stuff. Well, that was the idea, right? It mm-hmm. was supposed to be like every EV manufacturer makes different kinds of screens and they're different shapes, and so yeah. then you can like kind of build on top of CarPlay to add your own elements and all this stuff. But like, I think that Polestar and maybe 
maybe Volvo or something, which is Polestar, were like the only manufacturers that they said they had on board. And then they also just never did anything. Well, but, and it's even interesting. Polestar those are automotive too. Yeah, it makes yeah, sense because they they're doing. They also have CarPlay now. Hmm. And that makes sense because they're doing Android Automotive, so it's going to be a screen that's already similar to like what Direct Android Auto and like CarPlay yeah. are looking for, which are rectangles. Yeah. It's just like right. Yeah. This is this comes back to also when we talked to RJ about like why do you not do CarPlay in the Rivian, and his answer was, well, we want to control everything, and that makes sense. Uh, probably because if you do have weird size screens like the Lucid, you don't really want to make it look horrible with CarPlay. And now do we see what that looks like. Mm -hmm. But also like the Rivian has two rectangular screens. Yeah. Why not just perfect for Why it? not just have an option? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Uh, they want to be Tesla, I guess. Brought me to this question of, would you rather though have a poor looking CarPlay or Android Automotive or just none at all? Like if you had a bad looking, like I see that Lucid and it looks terrible, but if I had a Lucid, I would still use CarPlay on it because I think CarPlay <laughs> maps or Android Automotive uh, maps or Waze is just better. It depends on how slow and glitchy the built-in one is. Exactly. It depends on how bad I, the built-in is. Okay, let's say it works fine, looks bad, but you still get like, you get your Waze and everything like that. Like I, I couldn't imagine buying a Rivian like, I really want a Rivian, but I'd be so sad buying a Rivian and then having to buy a car mount to put my phone with Waze <laughs> yeah. next to this giant capable <laughs> yeah, screen that like can the, put Waze on it's it. The most it's common just, thing I see in Tesla Model 3s is someone putting like a little attachment for MagSafe to put their phone right next to the huge screen that's already it's there. Because people want to use Waze and they yeah, want to use whatever their phone looks like. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think these, these like new tech, well, we call them like tech car manufacturers that are very much like software forward, like Tesla, yeah. Rivian, Lucid. While their GPS is a thousand times better than a legacy manufacturer, um, they're still behind Google Maps and Waze and, yeah. uh, and Apple Maps. So the hierarchy is... <laughs> they're closer. CarPlay and Android Auto, when they work well, are at the top. Mm -hmm. Then Tesla, Rivian, Lucid, with their built-in systems with no CarPlay and no Android Auto, right underneath that. Mm-hmm. And this might be debatable, but then underneath that, all the cars that have absolute garbage infotainment systems that you never even look at because yeah. you just use Android Auto and Apple Mini. CarPlay. <laughs> and the debate is, do you put those above or below Tesla, Rivian, and Lucid? Below. Below? Yeah. Because I think a lot of people go, I just want CarPlay. I don't really like that. Tesla's oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because it has it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then the know. one that doesn't have that with its only its own GPS system is like in the trash the can worst. behind the building. Yeah, the yeah, Bentley I'm reviewing yeah. right now. <laughs> oh man, that's a rough one. To yeah, have. it's bad. I think wireless CarPlay helps a lot, but for some reason, like needing to plug your, I mean, it's good to that it charges your phone when you have it wired, mm -hmm. but it feels kind of hacky to like plug in your phone and then have like your phone appear on the screen. I guess I have it plugged in on mine and it's not, it's not just like your phone's plugged in. It's still its completely own Android yeah. Auto, like UI and everything. And right. I, I love it in mine. I wish it was wireless yeah. just because I'd rather put my phone somewhere else and not have a big wire hanging out yeah, all over the place. But like, I still, car, like Android Auto is my favorite. I'm, I totally love it. It was like, I made sure my car, which unfortunately Subaru took forever to put it in, but like I had to make sure the car I bought had Android Auto. That was like my yeah. number one thing. Are you 80% of users? Well, it's Android Auto 9. Yeah. Android Auto is 90%. Uh, all these cars that I'm reviewing, it's like the second I get in, my first question is, does it have Android Auto or, or Apple CarPlay? And then the second question is, where do I put my phone and can I see my phone where I have to put it? Right. So a lot of them, oh, like, yeah. 
Like right now, the Tesla has the wireless charger right below the screen, and my phone like sits up like nicely on the wireless charger, and I can still see it. Yeah. So I actually don't mind that there's no CarPlay because my phone is right there facing me. On something like the Ionic Six, it is like underneath on this like sideways yeah. wireless charger, so you cannot see your phone. Yeah. So in that case, I'm like, you better have some way to use wireless CarPlay or yeah. like Android Auto or something like that. And they have wired, so I'd need the cable, but mm -hmm. that's like the the hierarchy of like how I go into a car. Rivian's kind of like in the middle. It's yeah. on your like armrest, is which it is under like, the armrest. It's it's on top of. Uh, it's like at the front of yeah. your armrest. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. There's but, one that's like under the armrest. Was that the? Um, there's a bunch. I think the EQ. The EQS. What? Yeah. Yeah. All of those, if it was just on the screen, would be better. Exactly. Yep. Like, yeah. Okay. I understand what they're probably trying to do, where they're like, you're not supposed to use your phone while you're driving anyway, <laughs> put it in the charger. But if they had wireless CarPlay, that would solve both problems. Yep. You're not using your I phone, and you would get the stuff on the display. Yeah. And we're assuming the reason they don't want to do this is gathering information, correct, through their own map they're, software? It's twofold. Yeah. One is, you're a car company. You make your own software. You gave the user the best experience you can, where to charge, how to be efficient, what yeah. routes to use. And if you offer this thing that is CarPlay, suddenly you're just giving up all the control over whatever Apple thinks should be on that screen. And the second is, yes, maybe you do something with that data, you use that data, you sell ads, whatever happens to that data. Um, but I think the control is the one that they're all saying forwardly yeah. because that makes the most sense. You want to offer the best experience for the user. How will Apple CarPlay know how much range is left on my car and what I'm going to get to? I think that might be an That's upcoming feature because a lot of EVs, yeah. as you're going to the charger, they'll go, all right, you're five minutes away. I'm going to start preconditioning the battery for fast charging. If I go use Android Auto, the car doesn't know to do that. Yeah. Right? So those types of things like make the experience of an EV better if the software is actually good. And I think that's what Apple was hoping would happen when they introduced this quote-unquote platform that uh, I don't what I think was hoping actually exists. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they're still working on it. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I just like that, that Apple went from that. It's like any screen, anywhere, totally integrated. And the first thing we see is Apple trying to fit a triangle block into the square block of the Lucid. Maybe, yeah. Maybe Apple is done with it and just no car company wants to do it. Yeah, that's because why would they give up their whole thing to some other company who could yeah. just push a software update and do something they don't like? They want to be a platform. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apple well, car incoming. Yeah. Uh, I guess the Apple car will be the one. A hundred percent of people will like that car because it has CarPlay. What if the Apple car is not real and it's really just the platform that they were building the whole time? They were just using like a body of a car so they could build a software platform. That would be a lot of work. Yeah, but making cars just is make the rest of the car work. <laughs> just make the rest just of the car. Put wheels on it. <laughs> How hard could it be? <laughs> Uh, do you guys know about the USSV Rhino GX? No, you're going to have to explain that one. It's like, it's the new, it might not even be that new anymore. It's like, it, it's one of those cars that you have to get like special ordered and it's only for, it's an SUV. It's like completely bulletproof. I don't even oh. know if the windows go down. Okay. Um, it's $300,000. I've uh, seen something like this. There's no CarPlay. Yeah. I was just looking it up. I was curious. <laughs> don't want it. Yeah. I was going to get it, but now I don't want it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Unless my phone can go right below the screen. And then I can see my phone screen still. You know, it's so funny. This car, uh, despite being $300,000 and being luxuried out, has the most like used Alpine media player I've ever yeah, seen. That it's actually like, sounds right. 
Does it? Yeah, yeah those extremely oh, expensive companies that just like want to be made for like super super rich people, but they're also like um, they're also like an oldish company. They're never going to think about software. I think yeah, this I just, is a newish company. I don't know. That I just developed know. a theory. Yeah. The more expensive the car, the worse the software. No, because the Maybach had really good software, didn't it? Not really. Never mind. No, the yeah. Maybach had terrible And software. keep going up in price. It gets worse and worse. Yeah. Like the, a McLaren, you don't even think about it. Like it's just HVAC. That's, a, that's all it does. If you pull the, up that map, you'll be really unimpressed. So you're saying the Mini Cooper had the best software. <laughs> yeah, that's a <laughs> working dog. Expensive, if you go up, good. I guess there's like a curve where it's like at a super low price, there's nothing good. And then at a middle price, you get like CarPlay or you get yeah. a Tesla or something like that. And then you go to like more expensive, like six figure cars EQS. and like EQS and like Bentleys and sports cars. Oh. And they go right back to the bottom. We could talk for a long time about car software. But in order to avoid doing that, we should take a break. So after trivia, let's do some trivia. All right. Trivia question number two. Going back a bit. WhatsApp was founded in February of 2009 by co-founders Brian Acton and Jan Coom, I think is how you pronounce his name. I don't know. They were famously bought by Meta in 2014 for $1.5 billion. Yep. But before any of this, what major tech company did they both work for? Hmm. Before they made WhatsApp. Before they made WhatsApp. I remember the them working for a major tech company, but not which one they worked mm. for. Dang. 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 I don't. Startups. <laughs> we'll come back after the break. Support for this episode of Waveform comes from Gigabyte. There's a lot of talk out there about how AI is revolutionizing our world. Computers are writing newsletters, robotic bees are pollinating flowers, and a whole new wave of driverless taxis are popping up in cities all over the world. But how can AI power our passions and what we do for fun? That's where Gigabyte's AI gaming laptops come in. So their range of powerful and portable new laptops deliver cutting edge performance for anyone looking to explore the brave new world of AI powered gaming. So every 2024 Aorus machine comes equipped with the Gigabyte AI Nexus, which is like a central hub located with all the AI-powered features you could hope for. So that includes super useful tools like AI Power Gear, which automatically throttles and extends your computer's battery life depending on your power source and usage. You'll also get access to AI Boost, which optimizes performance based on what you're doing in that moment, whether you're ripping through an FPS or running your own large language model. AI Boost automatically adjusts the GPU and processors to maximize responsiveness and deliver unparalleled efficiency. Lastly, AI Generator includes various generative AI apps for quick startup, and all 2024 Gigabyte models seamlessly integrate with tools like OpenAI and Microsoft's Copilot AI chatbot. But the Aorus 16X and the Gigabyte G6X take it to the next level with a dedicated Copilot key, allowing users to swiftly tap into productivity and generative AI capabilities. I also keep hearing AI is going to change a lot in the gaming world. Andrew, can you think of anything about that? Not just optimization, like you said, but like more personal optimization I could see happening where like maybe you're playing a competitive game like Valorant and you want higher FPS and lower resolution. Like you, you're okay versus like The Witcher where you might want 4K crispy resolution and like a lower frame rate. I think finding that between your computer specs and what you want might help out a lot. Nice. So all of the models that I've been talking about are available right now at oris.com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. So that's A-O-R-U-S dot com slash laptops slash gigabyte 
AI. Gigabyte, team up, fight on. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, welcome back. Um, we are going to end this episode with uh, Marquez is now the proud designer of a new product. We released some shoes with Adams the other day, and I have a couple questions for him because uh, he's usually anything. the reviewer, and now he's the reviewee, I guess. You're in the hot seat now, pretty yes, much. sure. So, like, like, can we really quickly go through, like, how all of this came to? Because I don't think people who watched our videos yet know exactly yeah. how it started or even like how long this has been going on for. Do I can you, tell the abbreviated. Yeah. Do you remember story? how you first got in contact with them? I do. Um, 2020, I bought an Adams mask. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing I ever interacted with Adams uh, at the very beginning. And it was great. It was super comfortable. That became like the default for me. Wore it everywhere. Loved it. Got a couple more. Put one in my car. Put one in my backpack. Um, <clears throat> So I loved Adams already. I didn't really think too much about the shoes because I already had shoes that I liked and I didn't get any new shoes. But then Alexis Ohanian connected us again, said, hey, like Adams, you guys make good stuff. Marquez, you like Adams products. You guys should collaborate on a custom shoe. That was Alexis's idea yeah. at the wow. beginning. Yeah. For this people that, know, that don't know, Alexis Ohanian is the founder of Reddit. Yes. And the <laughs> husband to Serena Williams. Yeah. And an all around great dude. Uh, and an investor as, in Adam. And an investor in Adam, yes. of course, and many other <laughs> that's things. That's where the connection. And so he mentions this idea, and I'm like, that's that's a good idea. I And I, I tried some Adam shoes, and I liked them. They were comfortable. And then the question came up of like, well, what do you mean by custom? Because this opportunity has existed before. Putting my name on an almost finished product and just shipping it and calling it a day wasn't really that appealing to me. And got in touch with Adams, and they were basically like, we love this idea blank slate what do you want to make and i was like whoa whoa yeah. what do, like like really from the beginning like a whole new shoe and they were super down and so that became like the sort of base point this was back in 2020 mm -hmm. where it was like all right let's just do because i'm not a shoe designer <laughs> the way i use products is i know what i like and don't like about other shoes that i've like any product i, I like some certain things i don't like certain other things so my job was to put together all the things that I liked about some shoes, all the things that I didn't like about some shoes, and then we'll start to put that in one place, create designs, and just start fresh from there. Yeah, I even rem two years ago. I, I remember back then, the first meeting wasn't even fully like, okay, we're doing this right now. It was like, they wanted to come in and they grilled you with questions for like two hours to make sure that this like seemed like an appropriate yeah. collaboration. and. 
I really like respected that back then because it's so easy, like you said, to just say, hey, we are a company, you are influencer. Yeah. Please slap your name and let's make money. Yeah. It was I think very different. The difference is most of the time that comes from the marketing department. Sure. And I think this time it came from product people. And mm-hmm. I, I, when I product person talks to another product person and you can really appreciate a product together, that language is pretty, like it clicked pretty fast. So we both knew what we wanted to do, what we wanted to make and what our priorities would be like from the beginning. And God, we must have like over a hundred different design drawings and random possible versions of the shoe, colorways, materials, shapes, silhouettes, styles, all kinds of stuff Yeah, that we went through. I think actually when Adam and David first joined the team, one of the first things in Slack that got posted was this like PDF of like yeah. 50 different <laughs> which shoe designs images. Do you like? And it was just like, they came in and immediately we're all like debating which ones we like the best. Yeah. And there were some really, really sick like, ones. I like 26, 54, and 59. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like 9, 21, and 20, 23. And this yeah. was like our second week too. So I'm like, do I have input? Because yeah. those are kind of fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was sick. And it, like everybody was picking different numbers too because there were just a lot of different color combinations and styles and like highs and like mid and like different straps or laces and whatnot. And they, yeah. they were all really sick. I've really learned that you can mess up a shoe. You can go really, really far in one direction, and it will be a bad shoe. Because yeah. a product is a, colla- a a product is a bunch of different decisions that you make, and if you make a bunch of wrong decisions and flip the switch the wrong way a bunch of times, you can get a shoe that's just like has no support at all, it, or is just bad. Well, we had that one that came in, and you're like, "This is so sick," and then you wore it, and like a couple steps, the like whole sides were like collapsing in on each other and making these giant creases out that looked like bird wings almost, and it was yeah. like, "Oh." This yeah. is not going to work at yeah. all and complete redesign after that. Yeah. So that that was the beginning. We kind of went back and forth. I mean, I could describe it as basically the classic, like me saying what I want, getting a prototype, me going, ah, I see. And then describing a bunch of changes that I want and then going back and forth, getting a prototype. Ah, okay. Here's <laughs> how that looks. And then just going through that process a bunch of times. That's the basic skeleton of how it went. But it was like, we had to make decisions to optimize for comfort. There were decisions to optimize for aesthetics, to optimize for cost, to optimize for everyday wear versus like, this isn't going to be like a sport specific shoe, but it is a high top. And most high tops are a little more specific use if they're not like everyday wear. So there's a, there's a ton of decisions that go into something like this. Um, and even price, like I was, the price is 189 and mm-hmm. listen, no one thinks that's a cheap shoe. Like it's it not. is not a cheap shoe. It is mm-hmm. it is a quality premium shoe. But if you look at Adam's other shoes, which are entirely different, they're a very similar price. I think they're like 160, 170. Mm-hmm. So to think of a, a shoe with materials they've never made before, high top, their other ones are lows, their other ones are basically one color, everything matches. These are leather or synthetic leather, synthetic leather and all sorts of material. Mar- yeah. And yeah. to make something like that, that's then only like $15 plus you want to throw like influencer tax on if you want to call it that like I think it's pretty impressive and and a lot of shoes are similarly priced again I'm someone who buys shoes on sale I spend 60 bucks on shoes it's mm-hmm. expensive but like I don't think it's that wildly wildly yeah. priced I think my my main thing that sort of encapsulates all of it is I really want people to wear these because I've been wearing so many prototypes that had so many flaws and now that we have the final version and I'm like wearing them like basically every day now, Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, when people get these, they're going to really appreciate them if they actually wear them. 
And so if you just like get them, look at them, or just look at a picture online, you're like, oh, that's not worth the price. But when you put them on, you're like, dang, these are really light, these are really comfortable, and these are like decent looking, and I kind of think they look sick, but that's just like, because I designed them, so <laughs> of course I think I, they look sick. Uh, then then you'll appreciate it more. So I think, I, I hope people wear them, and I'm considering, not sure if I'm gonna be able to do this, but I'm considering wearing them every single day for the next year and seeing how that goes. And I'll have the pair that was worn the most with however many thousands of steps I take and however many miles I walk. You're like that guy with the Model S, the first one to drive like 100,000 yeah. miles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, will, I I am the one most well-suited to do this because I've already had mine for several days that are perfect and we'll see how long I can wear them. I'll hold you to that. Yeah. I want to... I want to see that. I want to picture every single All day. the rest of my shoes start to get lonely. Pictures. Yeah, you know, I, but I, that makes it easy to pack because I don't have to wear. I'll probably wear other shoes for sports-specific things, obviously. Okay, I'm yeah, not going to golf in these, but like this is this is my mission. We'll see how it goes. We did actually design them to fit perfectly in the Moonwalkers. Um, <laughs> no, we did not. Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah, We did, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. David and I contacted <sighs> Sidra and Wakas separately to make oh, sure that they fit perfectly uh, in I that. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Very important fact. I mean, they are soft. This is there's another random fact. I've had like a heel issue called plantar fasciitis for like four or five months. I have that too. I have it on my Same. right my right foot. And so the <laughs> the help that I got from the podiatrist was like this insert to put in all of my shoes. So I've been taking the insert out and putting it in the new pair of shoes that I wear every day. I have a pair in my cleats and every time I put a pair in my shoes, I take it out, put it in the shoes and wore those shoes for the day. These are the only shoes that I don't have to put the inserts in because oh. the heel is actually soft enough and cups and supports well enough and has arch support just enough with the heel toe drop that I don't wear them in these shoes, only these. So if you go to a podiatrist, you can get a doctor's note yeah, and your insurance will cover the purchase of yeah. Your should be like, <laughs> your just get these super feet inserts or <laughs> these two five ones. What's it going to be? Because they're the same price, <laughs> so it's uh, it's up to you. No, I, I I think they came out great. I'm well, really so happy with so that. the next thing I want to ask you though is now, mm -hmm. for yesterday it released. Today's Wednesday. We're recording when he were, this got released yesterday. Marquez sat in front of his desk. <laughs> For the entire day. I That's think true. every single person in the office <laughs> was like, dude, are you doing okay? Like, uh, yeah. It was just like phone, computer, phone, computer, phone, computer, back and forth, back and forth, answering, retweeting, like looking at, the, you watched probably every video that came I out about it. Yeah. Everyone. How's it feel? How's it feel to be in the hot seat? It's funny. I, I get it now. I get the stress of like, sometimes I'll get an email from a product manager who's like, you can tell they're stressing out about the videos that came out about their product. And to me, I'm just like, look, I'm making my video. Like, it's one video. Um, everyone's going to have thoughts about the thing. We'll probably agree on a lot of things. But now being on the other side, we're like, I want to see what everyone thinks about every little thing. Yes, I, I got a lot of screen time yesterday <laughs> between YouTube videos and people did unboxings. People did reviews, kind of, and also just like showcasing them and just like checking them out, which is super cool. Uh, I got to hear basically what everyone thought about every single feature, about the laces, about the looks, about the bags that they got, uh, which we might want to do more of, about the actual materials and the lightweight of the shoe. Uh, super fun videos. I'll shout out a few because they were fun. Linus did a video. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> so Linus good. did a great video. Yeah. Reviewing it, uh, kind of poking fun at us, uh, but as a sandal. He reviewed yeah. it as a sandal, which was hilarious. And he did his like his uh, his labs thing where he measures it and yeah. does some like vertical leap testing, blah, blah, blah. It was all obviously kind of like a extended April Fool's Day yeah. fun yeah, video. Yeah. 
but it was, it was really super, long too. It was, it was great. I enjoyed so it. So well made. And yeah. to Linus's team's credit, which we all know they can make videos very quickly, like these shoes to influencers got out like last week. They have not yeah. had a lot of times with these. We've yeah. this got pushed to the edge. And they made an incredible video. It was video. a really good yeah, video. It was yeah. awesome. So that was super yeah. cool Even to an see. intro. They redid they the did, intro. They did, the <laughs> they did a Linus intro. How long were they sitting on that? Do you think they were like working on that as That's soon a as they found point. out about the, the project? Email. There's no way you make that now. Now nothing made our intro and so did Linus. Yeah. So there are three versions of the MKVHD intro. Like genuinely well We have to animated. do a waveform one. <laughs> and they all stole. <laughs> the yeah, yeah, and they all They're stole Ellis's audio. No, Linus didn't attempt the audio. He just took he just yours, used right? The existing. Oh, he did. I'm That's what I'm sure. saying. It had yeah. the boing. And yeah. The, yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, anyways, Linus's video is great. I also That's do wonder right. if when so the Adams team is clearly fashion people. I don't know if they understand our like tech memedom that's going on here so i'm just like wondering them seeing linus a 15 million yeah. subscriber page and then seeing that and being like i don't know how to think about this when we were watching all of the videos i think the the really fun thing was that everyone that we sent it to did it like it was a regular video that they would normally make mm -hmm. and seeing everyone doing their style of video but with this shoe was yeah, just fun. really funny. And like fun. in a really fun yeah. way too. Zach had like fake legs in his short <laughs> yeah. that he like pulled up. Zach's video. I was nervous that Zach was going to take a knife to it, which no. was, <laughs> was that would have been the second most extreme thing after Dave 2D painted an entire shoe yeah. Yeah. from top to bottom in teal and white yeah. and then did an unboxing. He kind of, he basically pranked me. He yeah. got he, me. He pranked yeah. you. He got me good. I, I was behind the camera getting your reaction. Yeah. And like, I just assumed it was going to be pretty normal. Dave was like, oh my God. I was like, wow, Dave, thanks for hyping us up. That's a really intense. And then Marquez is like, wait, wait, what is that? And like, I got scared on the side. I was like, did something happen? Did we send them the wrong shoes? What's uh, going on? And I, cause I couldn't see it. it yeah. was, he got you pretty good, but he got me. Dave had a funny. great one. Becca's video was Becca's fantastic. was awesome. Yeah. The, yep. the best part about hers, other than the transitions, was her just spinning the sneaker for like 20 seconds to make sure As the, the outro video was exactly two, two minutes and um, 51, 51 seconds. seconds. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Also, sh shout out to the Jersey girl. I, I just am. <laughs> I just am. Yeah, I, I, just am. I just am. Yeah. Uh, yeah, lots of really good stuff. Well, I'm going to link as many as I can in the show notes. Shout out to everybody who's who's just messaged me about them. Even if you didn't make anything, I got lots of useful feedback about them. Uh, it's been pretty crazy, pretty crazy. Yeah, and we're looking forward to them getting in everybody else's hands to see people that aren't friends reviewing them, checking them out, feedback, stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Should we talk about how they run slightly big? If, oh, if people are going to order them from the podcast. Worth mentioning. So there's a size chart on Adams, but a lot of people don't click that. They just like order yeah. the normal size. If you are curious about sizing, they run a little big, yeah. Meaning, if you're typically a 10, for example, I would order a nine and a half yeah. in these. Um, they're obviously stretchy laces, and you can go too small and be fine. I'd rather be too small, but I would take a half size off your normal size. Especially if you're like between two, definitely pick the yeah. smaller pick the one smaller of the one. two. Yeah. Um, and yeah. when you do get them, laces being elastic, by the way, Adam's laces are like the best thing. I just found out you can order them by themselves. I'm probably going to order like 10 pairs just nice. for all of my other shoes, but yeah. mine, mine actually felt a little tight. A little long, but a little tight. But once you loosen it up with all the laces, they stick really well. And then being able to slip on a high top is wild. Low-key, this is probably the first ever slip-on high top because of the laces. Like, there are other high tops. And you could loosen up your laces and then slip them on and then tie them. But these, uh, you That's can actually... If you have to tie it, it's right, not a slip-on. Right. This might be low-key, if you want to call it a tech feature, the first ever slip-on high top. 
Just yeah. throwing it out there. What about the Balenciagas, though? Who's that? <laughs> there we go. Who? No, that's it. Who? <laughs> Who? Who? But yeah, I heard. Um, I heard two two five one two point is going to be uh, replicating like a croc. <laughs> Who would have? <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, Kass and I have been talking about that on the side. Yeah, <laughs> didn't realize you weren't privy to these conversations. <laughs> no, yeah, we we I love what we made, obviously, because I, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but, um, I hate kids. what we made. I'm excited, yeah, to get this in the hands of people. There's a billboard in Times Square right now of uh of the shoes. Did that's you know pretty that? amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. And that's also really cool because Brandon and Vin worked really hard on all those photos. Yeah. And I'm yeah. really happy that they have a photo up and they're like, on that's, board. that's a bucket list kind of thing. Yeah. That's really cool. It's almost like the funny story. I know billboards don't convert sales because they're billboards yeah. and this is an online website. Yeah. So like it doesn't really work that way, but the billboard was live like a day before release. <laughs> yeah. And one person, Only one person noticed. went to Times Square <laughs> and went, wait a second. And tweeted a picture of the billboard at me the night before the shoes came out. And I was like, oh, my God, it's out. It's our embargo is broken. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? But, In the most epic way. I know. Yeah. And, and we are a suing huge them. billboard. And literally, it was totally fine. Nobody. It's more of just like the pride of just like, because there's 10 million billboards in Times Square. You just kind of get that moment where you're like, all right, this feels pretty real. It's really physical, which is cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it's out there. Any ideas for what you'd want to do for a version two? I mean, now that I've seen Dave paint them teal, I think you got to think about other colorways. That's like a pretty obvious evolution of 251. We got to start with the obvious red and black, but that feels like a pretty obvious. There is some feature. cool like blue and orange proto prototype, like yeah, uh, a lot of photos color. we saw early that looked really sweet. One, they, they colored it after like a McLaren that we had done mm. a video on and it looked sick. Papaya. I, I get why it's that's not FKBHD colors, but. Ooh, that looked yeah. really good yeah yeah there are a lot of good looking prototypes that we didn't make so so that's out there um i'm glad it's i'm glad all of the two years of work this is the funny thing because we make a youtube video and we have this idea in our head and within five days it's out to the world and it's really satisfying to get that immediate feedback this one was like we had an idea 75 weeks ago yeah and we're finally getting it out this week which is crazy yeah so yeah it's out there now yeah all right. Trivia time. <laughs> All right. In 1994, IBM combined the PDA and the mobile phone into one device, creating what is widely considered to be the first smartphone. On top of having a 4.7-inch touchscreen, it also had email, fax, and pager capabilities. I might be really wrong. Uh, that's, I, we, we wrote the same thing, just based off what you said. Okay. I think we were the same thing. <laughs> Reminder, yeah. it is manufactured by IBM, the international business machine. I'm definitely wrong. What was the yeah, name of this device? Yeah, now I think I'm wrong, but I still think we have the same answer. IBM. But I don't know what else to put. Like, I don't... Exactly. We, have, we don't right, have I'm the same answer. Yeah. All right. 1994. I know that's what I'm. That's my thing. That's I was a born long yet. time ago. That was the only part of it that ChatGPT got wrong. It said it was released in '93, which it it wasn't. Oh, wow. ChatGPT. We're like trash GPT. I'm sorry. <laughs> Am I, didn't, I, I didn't right? mean it. Am I right? Flip them. Yeah, I'm wrong. Oh. 
Uh, Andrew what and I it? did, in fact, say the same thing. Palm Pilot. Palm. Yeah. I said the blackjack, which is also wrong. But it, yeah. Do you, do you remember the blackjack? No. no. It was like a PDA slash early smartphone that competed with the BlackBerry. Who was it by, though? I don't remember. I just assume, that's why I, I thought it might have been I was thinking of, like, BlackBerry, but that's got to be, like, <clears throat> 2000. This might have right? been... Blackjack is Samsung. Samsung? Okay. Oh. It, it was like a BlackBerry. It had a keyboard, and it was, like, yeah. pretty cool. Palm Pilot. So, Are you in like, closest wins? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, closest out going over. <laughs> Um, I had a Palm Pilot for like all of elementary and middle school. I was that weird kid who, for some reason, yeah, I was like, I don't want to use like a normal planner agenda. Like I want to use a Palm Pilot. Um, rocked it. Uh, no, the correct answer is the IBM Simon. Oh, the IBM Simon. I just looked it up. The first Palm Pilot was 1997. Mm. That's pretty close. But that was by Palm. That was, uh, it was called, yeah, Palm. I wasn't Inc, sure. And they called it the Palm Pilot Personal. That's a lot of alliteration. This thing had an RJ11 connector built into it too, yes. meaning that you could take your cell phone, yeah. plug it into your landline connection, yes. and it would become a landline. That's awesome. Also, uh, $900 in 1994 was $1,800 today. That's Fold it's money. the Samsung Fold, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, this thing looks like the, just like the quintessential old black self what was the one you did on the motorola uh, oh uh, i had the original what, like yeah. the one on retrotech yeah. yeah that was a motorola yeah um just like name. straight black antenna giant ear cup but rather than buttons it has like a super narrow dynatech. super green dynatech. yeah the dynatech yeah, yeah. uh touch screen and like it just has numbers and some like little folders on the bottom. Yep. Yeah. So you need a stylus to use that touchscreen, okay. which is hilarious. Like putting a stylus on your phone. And I don't know if you noticed, but that right bezel is so it's much bigger giant. than the left yeah. bezel. This thing's got to be yeah. almost like a foot tall. Oh, look at there's the. This is it compared to a, a like iPhone. iPhone five. Yeah. It's probably double the height of it. Yeah. And the same width. All right. Second question. So. WhatsApp was founded in 2009 by co-founders Brian Acton and Jan Coombe, I think. WhatsApp was famously bought by Meta in 2014 for $1.5 billion. But before any of this, what major tech company did they both work for? That was fast. Because <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> uh, oh. yeah. I've heard the answer to this before but it wasn't stored in my ssd <laughs> yeah it just, got erased from local memory yeah just think if you're gonna make an app as bad as whatsapp what terrible platform are you gonna leave prior to that well that almost sounds like you i said might be platform right. that's a big hint that's messed up spin them flip them and read <laughs> okay <laughs> well i said google i said aol I also said Google because I was like, yeah, Google would have made a really amazing <laughs> chat app and then and it got out. sold to Meta. <laughs> yep. The correct answer is. Yahoo! <laughs> well, I was. Mm, I wanted to do that. So the score remains unchanged. Marquez with 14, Andrew with 9, David with 13. I didn't remember Marquez passing me. Because you were in Iceland. You were in Iceland. Did he get two points last week? I no, did. He, he I got, got a point. Yeah, and he got closer. Remember, you didn't. It was the one yeah. who gets closest without going over. And that was you only got one point. Were we tied before that? No, I got a point for being closer, and I got another point for getting the answer right. 
Oh. Of a different question. Clearly someone doesn't watch our podcast, David. <laughs> I was in Iceland. I... There's no podcast. There aren't Iceland. podcasts in Iceland, Adam. <laughs> There's only Nordic casts. Vi- Viking casts. Vikasts. Podcasts take us home. Either way, hey, listen. Wait. We appreciate you guys. Wait, no. wait, wait. Andrew has 0.69 points a game. Nice. Right now, at this <laughs> nice. very moment, yeah, shout right out to now. Andrew. That's <laughs> a solid out. average. Good batting average right nice. there. Nice. Uh, very nicely done. Anyway, okay, that's been it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening this week. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Waveform is produced by Adam Alina and Ellis Rovin for now until AI takes over. We're partnered with Vox Media Podcast Network and our intro outro music was created by Vane Sill. We're visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just visible. Switch today at visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see visible.com.